Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Suave. I've been in my back for a while, I'm invincible. Story of a young boss, grinding shit critical. Calling on my bros one time, cause you special. I had some who dreams of right rounds for my mentor. Every target that I shoot is on point like a pencil. Different road change relationships, I'm so sorry. Came up from the trenches and I made it, I say hardly. With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-B, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of the What's In Your Bag podcast presented by Bet Online. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Robinson, and we're happy to be back with you guys for another wonderful, wonderful episode of the What's In Your Bag podcast. But before we introduce our guests for today, you know we got to get the business out of the way first. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you stop what you're doing right now. Go ahead and tap that thumbs up button. Um, give us a like, a comment. You know what I'm saying? It goes a long, long way. Subscribe to the channel. Um, it goes a long way in helping this episode get out to people who need to see it. If you're hearing this on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Give us some feedback, you know, positive or negative. You know, it goes a long way. You know, we're not, we're not soft over here. You know what I'm saying? So we can take constructive criticism. But um, that was my guy, Pull-Up Tay, on the intro. It's going to be him on the outro as well. Make sure you guys are streaming his music. He's one of the hottest up-and-coming artists out of the DMV. But as I mentioned in our introduction, we have a special, special guest, someone that we're super excited to talk about, um, someone who has done amazing, amazing work in the industry. And I think that... A lot of you guys could learn a lot from. So we are pleased to be joined today by Sydney Griffith, also known as Sid G. Um, she is a photographer, content creator, uh, just an all-around wonderful person in this space. Um, and Sydney, we're happy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the amazing introduction. No problem. No problem. Well deserved. Well deserved for sure. We've been this, you're, you're somebody who I've definitely been um, looking at for a while and excited to hopefully connect with one day. So I'm glad we, we finally got you on the show. And uh, I know that we're going to have a wonderful, wonderful time chopping it up and, and uh, talking about, you know, how you got here today. But before we get into the nitty gritty of the episode, you know, I always like to start on a, a lighter hearted note, you know what I mean? And me and you have something in common. Um, that is that me and you both went to the Rod Wave Nostalgia Tour. So I want to give you the opportunity to talk about that. What was your What was your favorite song that he performed? Because that was my first time seeing him in concert. So I absolutely... Was it was like an out of body experience when I got to see him? It was right. It was it was epic for sure. Favorite song, honestly, I cannot choose one because I probably was screaming for every single one, like the full two hours of the concert. You can kind of tell my voice is a little bit gone, but like every single song was like ten out of ten. Like I had never seen him in concert before, and I was like, wow. Like I was kind of taken back. Like over here, like okay, like he's like top five in my concerts now. I had no idea that it was going to be like that. It was so surreal. No facts. And I love how, like, a lot of his songs, like Street Runner, like, from, from Houston, it's like he can just let it go, and then the crowd will sing the rest of the lyrics. The and whole song. I was like, oh, my God, you guys really are, like, you know all the lyrics. I was like, <laughs> I can't even hear him. 
Facts. I think that that joint is highly recommend, guys. If you have not caught the tour yet, man, make sure you guys go check that out, man. Raw Wave is selling out arenas across the country right now. But no, that was dope. I'm also super intrigued to know because I know you're in Phoenix. Um, mm -hmm. so Phoenix is somewhere I think when I whenever I talk to guests on the podcast, I'll ask them like, you know, favorite NBA cities or like um, you know, most fun places to go, like underrated people are throwing out like Scottsdale and stuff like that. I'm like, bro. I didn't get out there. We had Jessica Slate on the podcast a while a while ago, and she was talking about like how dope Phoenix is, and like, yeah, I, like, oh, I need to get out there. So, can you just give us a little rundown of what makes Phoenix one of the people's favorite places to visit? Yeah, for sure. I personally, I feel like Phoenix is like a hidden gem. Like everybody always talks about, you know, New York, L.A., Chicago. They've got you know nightlife. They've got social life. They've got great sports teams but i feel like arizona has all those things but then it can also be like super chill yeah. so like i can just pull up to a coffee shop and do my work sit there for like three four hours and then i decide okay let me go to the game and i want to pop out after like everybody is obsessed with scottsdale the restaurants the clubs like it's pretty much like if you would mix like atlanta and la together and they had a baby that's arizona that's scottsdale for you it's a little bit of everything is it a good amount of black people out there? Yes and no. My personal experience is like, there's a lot of black people, but not a lot of cultured black people, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So like you have a lot of like mixed races or for lack of better words, kind of like whitewashed <laughs> <laughs> outside of like the sports community. Probably not, no. Okay. All right. That's that's solid though. And I'm also judged because off air we were talking about it and you were like it's 65 degrees out there in December. That it's is beautiful. <laughs> that is insane. Is it gonna, yeah. it gonna be like the dead of winter? Is it gonna get to like you know it'll I mean? get cold? It'll get to like low forties. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, where we have to, you know, put on your Ugg boots and your little jacket hoodie, maybe, but it, it it stays pretty nice. This is like one of the hotter winters. Normally it's it's kind of already colder by now, but yeah. Luckily, we're blessed. Us East Coast folks out here suffering in 20 and 30 degree weather. So I, I end yeah, I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, would never leave my house. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man. You got to do what you got to do, though. Um, right. So we've done a little bit of a little bit of Googles, man. I want to talk about Sid before the camera, you know, before you decided to get into this whole photography space. And I did some research and I read that you used to play hockey, uh, did figure skating, you know, all type of stuff. So I want to know, first of all, being from Arizona, wh where did hockey come from? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, so I was, I'm born and raised in Maryland, but I went to college in Connecticut. So like the East Coast, Northeast hockey is like huge, you know, shout out to yeah. Winnipeg Bobcats. We actually just won the men's hockey national title last year with the defending champions, you know what I mean? So I got to get exposed to hockey a lot when I was in college, but Hearing you from Phoenix and then seeing like hockey, I was like, wait, hold on. How did this, where do we get this from? So can you just dive yeah, in? Yeah, it makes no sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody says that. So my mom is originally from Phoenix and my dad's from Toronto. So my brother and I growing up, I have a younger brother. We would always go to Toronto for like Christmas, winter time. And we'd stay there for probably like two, three months. And that's where hockey came from. So, you know, in Canada, it's very much a winter sports place. So we picked up hockey and then whenever we come back here, we're like, okay, well, we want to, you know, play like in season. So we ended up joining our high school 
hockey team, which was cool, which brought us to travel hockey. And I did that for a few years. It was actually really fun. I was actually on our girls national team, which is crazy to think because I don't even really give off hockey player, but I was actually pretty good. That is fire. I think that is that's so that's such a I mean number one to be like from Phoenix and um be you know involved in hockey too, but also like as a as a black girl in hockey, you know, like right, right. That's super of, weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot of us. So yeah, even more rare. What was that experience like just kind of like when you were young, growing up in the hockey space, um, and I guess number one, like I said, being like such a minority in 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 that sport. I feel like just because it was when I was younger, I didn't really ever notice like it was like I'm a minority in the sport. Like obviously, I knew like I'm looking around like all my teammates are white. Like I think there was probably only ever two other black kids that I've seen play hockey in Arizona at least, and they're both boys. So like for me, it was like oh wow, like. I'm used to like, you know, sticking out, being special. Like I have a very fun, bubbly personality, but not sticking out. Cause like, oh, like she's black too. So nobody ever said anything. Obviously like it was a really smooth transition and it was cool, but it was like interesting to see like, okay, this isn't really like a black sport per se, you know? So that was cool. It felt good to be on a successful team just so that if there are any other girls, um, especially young black girls who are like interested in hockey, they know like, it's okay. Like we do that too. <laughs> sure. That's dope. Now, are you still into hockey now? Do you still like watch it or follow it at all? To be honest, no. Um, obviously my team is the Maple Leafs and my brother and I will occasionally just like watch, but we haven't been to games in probably like six or seven years. Jeez. Definitely when I get some free time, I'll probably have to catch one. So obviously, and then also with the figure skating, like do you obviously you must be an elite ice skater. <laughs> so do you still be out there? I think so, yeah. <laughs> out there on ice and, and skate around us though? Yeah, no, I still can do that. Obviously not now because I'm coming off an ankle injury. But um, whenever I have free time, my brother and I still go out there and we'll just do like public skate and stuff and just mess around and see what skills we still have. That's tough. That's tough, man. I feel like um, you'll meet many people that have that type of skill set, man. So that's awesome. So that kind of begs my next question. Like since you obviously you came from a sports background and, and playing hockey and figure skating, right? Like where did the camera come into play? You know what I mean? Like, how did you kind of first find your, your love for shooting and the content space? Yeah, so that's actually an interesting question. I'm glad you asked me that because I get it all the time. People are like, what made you want to start photography? Like, how would you get from point A to point B um, and so on? But I don't like I've never wanted to do photography, like which is so crazy. Like it just kind of like happened and I love it. And it just like found me. But I just remember, like, I had a camera that my mom bought to take, like, family photos because my parents are not big on, like, photographers and, like, hiring people. So she was like, oh, I'll just buy a camera, we'll put it on a tripod, and we'll just do our thing. So we had done that for so many years. Then eventually I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take pictures of me and my friends. I'm going to do this, just, like, fun stuff for Instagram, MySpace, whatever platform we were on back then. Um, and then I was like, okay, I want to start a YouTube channel. So I started using her camera for my YouTube channel. I did that for a few years. It was pretty successful if you ask me but um then I had become friends with a basketball coach here in Arizona and this was during a time where social media wasn't like a necessity people were starting to do it to get their brands out there to get their business out there so he was like hey I know you like you have your YouTube channel you have your camera is there any way you can come and try to take some photos of me training some of my guys and I was like okay like I guess that's sure like I don't really know 
how to take sports photos and like I don't even really know how to edit like it's just strictly like for fun selfies put it in Bisco call it a day yeah. and he was like no that's no worries like I just need something so I'm like okay bet like I'll go so I go there and I tell this all the time and I say it's so crazy how this happened because it just everything was perfectly laid out for me like there was no way I wasn't gonna become a sports photographer after this so it was like I go I take some pictures of him in training and the next day they're like hey we love these photos can you come back tomorrow and at the time he was training some overseas guys and then TJ Warren who had played for the Suns a few years ago and I was like oh wow like that's crazy like first time shooting I'm shooting like NBA players that's that's kind of cool like that's dope like let me show some people so I'm like posting it on my Instagram and the owner of the gym that we were training at had reached out to my friend and he was like hey can you get that girl to come back in like I like her photos a lot so I go back and this is all within like the span of three days I go back and he's like I'm obsessed with these photos we just opened up our gym is there any way that you'd want a job like we need somebody to create content and I'm like what like I guess, but I don't know. And I don't know what I'm doing. Do I tell him I don't know what I'm doing? Or do I just like say yes and figure it out? And that's what I did. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I would love to. So I hopped on Google on YouTube. I'm like looking up like how to edit this, how to take this. I'm like, okay, let me like learn some things. And from there, it just like took off. I feel like it's so crazy how how life works, man. And it's like when you have a gift at something, it's going to it's going to manifest in one way or another. You know what I mean? But Right. Like, like you're going to pick up this camera. <laughs> one way or another, whether you like it or not. Um, right. So I want to, I want to ask, like, during that process of like, all right, you got this job now and they're asking you to take all the pictures, but you could have to teach yourself the editing technique, yeah. the angles and all that kind of stuff. What was that process like? Because I know there was probably a lot of kind of, I guess, fear or insecurity, like, damn, like, I got to really, you know what I mean? Like figure this out. Yeah. Like a, it's almost like you fake it, fake it till you make it type of thing, you know? No, that's exactly what it was. And it was a lot of long, long, long hours. So like if I realized like, okay, they want me to come shoot so-and-so tomorrow at 4 p.m. I'm like, okay, it's noon right now, the day before. I would literally sit in my room and just watch YouTube videos. Like of things that I would think like, okay, how do I change the settings? Because my the ball's blurry. How do I do this? How do I edit the photo? How do I make sure that I can record long enough? Like any question you would think of, cause I didn't know anything. Like I, I literally just like would point and shoot and take the picture. So when I first started, obviously the photos weren't that great <laughs> to me. They're like looking back now, I'm like, wow, I don't know why people like these, but it, it worked at the time, I guess. So I'd have pictures where it's like, I kind of cropped their shoes out or the ball is super blurry. So as, as things like that would happen, I would just like pour into books youtube i would dm a million people i remember looking up like top 10 best sports photographers and i'm like looking at their photos studying them so i'm like okay and then i would see like i'm learning rule of thirds on youtube so like okay let me see how that applies to this photo that that photographer took like okay i i see that like i get that's why it looks good so then i'm like writing my little notes my notepad and then i would go to the next shoot i'm like okay let me try to do that like they did that and i would just tweak it every day but i probably spent like I kid you not like 12 hours a day just watching YouTube videos practicing like that was my whole thing like as soon as I get home that's all I did all night until like 6 a.m I took like a two-hour nap and then go start work shooting again that's awesome man. I feel like I, I love hearing that and that's one of my favorite parts about having a podcast is just being able to see like how different people have kind of got to where they are and I feel like right the common theme is there are no shortcuts no matter what you do whether you're a basketball None. player 
you're, you're trying to make it to the league and you're in the gym at 5, 6 a.m. lifting and going to the gym and working on your body and stretching or whether you're a photographer, whether you're a doctor or you're a lawyer trying to study for the bar, like those hours got to get put in one way or another. You know what I mean? Right. Even if it doesn't seem like it, like a lot of people are like, wow, like she just started working with NBA players the first week she started. And it's like, yeah, but it's like, I wasn't going to last if I didn't like put out a good product. So it's like what people would think takes like, you know, what, two to five years to learn how to use a camera. I crammed all that in every hour of the day just to make sure. So it's like, yeah, I haven't been doing, I haven't been doing it as long as other people back when I started, but it's like, I'm going to get the knowledge. I'm still going to know the same things that they're going to know. I still put in the same amount of practice hours. 100%. So I feel like my wheels are like spinning now because I, I think <laughs> making me think about obviously the, the story that you told on your Instagram about mm-hmm. how you, you know, I guess your, your big break per se, you know, when you went to all-star weekend and, you know, all these things that are happening from there. So before we get to that, and I'll ask kind of the question that I had that came up to my mind. Um, right. People who haven't heard that story, can you kind of recap that, um, that All-Star Weekend that kind of changed everything for you? Yeah, so basically this was the time where I had no access to anything outside of that single gym that I worked at. And I was like, I really want to break into the space. I want to shoot more athletes. I want to figure stuff out. And so I had been told about all-star weekend and everybody's like it's a great networking opportunity it's a great thing to do there's lots of fun events like you definitely have to try to go so I had a friend at the time and she was like let's just buy tickets and like let's just go it'll be it'll be cool like we'll just watch and eventually you know maybe in a few years you'll be able to shoot there and I'm like okay that's fine but I'm like "Mm, I'm still gonna bring my camera like because you know even if you don't have access you can take pictures outside you can take pictures at people's practices maybe there's I'm like there's probably something that I can get into and literally that's exactly I don't know if I manifested it or what but God was like you're gonna take pictures at this game because I went to one event where I brought my camera I ended up meeting somebody who worked for ESPN there and he was like come to this event shoot this event with me met someone there who was like just bring your camera into the all-star game like come on I got you like it's fine brought me straight into the all-star game and I'm like whoa like I'm I'm literally sitting here shooting J. Cole, LeBron, like all these famous people that I've, number one, never seen before. Number two, everybody was like, you're not going to get access. Like this doesn't happen to anybody ever. And number three, they're good. Like the photos are good. Like they're reposting them. They're sharing them. Like my Instagram probably grew like 10K followers just on that trip, just simply by like trying, like putting myself out there. And don't get me wrong, like people were saying no at the time too. Like there were a few events that I tried to go into and like bring my camera and they're like, oh, no access, whatever. But it's like, that's what, two out of the 20 events that I was able to get into. Yeah. So, and then this was the Charlotte All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's dope. I, uh, so it's funny, crazy story. So this school that I'm shooting at Putnam Science Academy, uh, I was teammates with Hamadou Diallo there. That's really? Like brother. Yeah, he won the dunk contest that year at the All-Star at, uh, in Charlotte. Yeah. That's like always like a core a core memory. Um, mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you, like, what is that process actually like, right? So take us back to All-Star Weekend, right? You go there, um, you don't know anybody, you're kind of out there on a whim, right? Yeah. How are you getting into these events? Are you just pulling up? You said you went to... Well, you say it was about 20 events that you won. You might have got turned down to two. But I want to mm-hmm. know, what's the process like of actually, all right, it's an event here. Are you just pulling up? Are you relying on people to kind of, I know you mentioned you met you met Cash Nasty, kind of invited you to another event. Kind of, yeah. When you first got out there, how are you maneuvering? How are you kind of figuring out where to go? Because 
you, you're in Charlotte, but there's a million things going on. There's a million events going on. So right, right. Navigating where you're going and what might serve you the most in order to get to where you're trying to go. Yeah. I mean, so at the time, I didn't really know what was going to be most beneficial. So I just kind of took it as like, I want to go to any and everything that I can go to. So even like the events, some of them, they don't even like advertise or post that these things are going on or where they're at or how long they're going to be at or how to get in. So my first approach was before I went out there, I looked, I was like NBA celebrities, NBA all-stars. I made lists of everybody who I knew was going to be there. And I sent them all a DM. Mm -hmm. Granted, probably two of them responded, but they were like, Hey, I'm going to, you can't really come to this event with me, but I'll be warming up at the park at this time. So then I would just go to all those things, shoot photos. And it's like, a lot of times people say like, you, I can't bring you, you don't have access, but when they see some fire photos, they're like, okay, like, let me try a little harder to get this girl in, you know? So yeah. that was my approach when I first, first got there. And that just like led to more things. So it's like, even if say Cash Nasty, for example, like, he couldn't bring me to two of his events, but he could take me to the Curry's give back event. I would go there. And then as we're there, I'm meeting other people and I'm talking like, oh, like, what are you doing later? Where are you going? And then they're telling me about these events. And it's like, okay, I know it's probably a closed event, but nine times out of 10, if you're walking around with the camera and you're confident, they're going to let you in. Right. And what the worst case scenario, they're going to say no. And you're just going to go home after like, that's cool. Like, okay, check that box. Like next. So that's what I would do. I would be like, oh, you're going here. Like, okay. What time are you getting there? Like, maybe I could walk in with them. Maybe, uh, maybe I, like they just will be like, oh yeah, she's media. So a lot of times, like I would just walk up and I'd be like, hey, um, I'm shooting photos for so and so. Half the time, I don't even know who that is, and they'll be like, okay, cool, <laughs> come in. But then once I'm there, I'm like, I'm I'm still networking. Like I'll make sure like anybody who passes by, hey, I'm Sid. Like I take photos if you want. I'll be here from this time to this time if you'd like any. Like all I ask is you repost them. So it was a lot of like networking and giving away photos for free. When right. I first started, that's how it really like set me aside because people, you know, are obviously charging for these things and they're not really asking. Like nobody really says like, hey, can you post this? Can you repost this? Like people are kind of like shy or like scared of doing stuff like that. But it was like, just put yourself out there and it'll figure it out. Yeah. So I feel like um, one of the things that, that you said, I think was super important as well is when you were going to All-Star Weekend, you researched all the people that were going to be there and you sent a million DMs, right? A and million. I think that it's not a surprise that you're that you are where you are now because I think that a lot of people are too afraid to put their pride to the side and do that. You know what I mean? Some right. People, they're like they're not gonna respond. I don't want to ask respond. for this. I don't, don't want to get left on the scene. This and that. But it's right. Like, but who be, cares? Who cares? If you want to, like, if you're gonna be in the same place you were, regardless. So it's like, just do it. Right. So I want to just I want to talk to 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 you about kind of just that whole mindset. Cause I think that that's something that a lot of people who do have success have in common is that they don't care if they look a certain way or if they do get left on scene or something like that. You know what I mean? Like right. Um, I think a lot of people who even maybe listen to this now are like kind of maybe having that internal battle, like, dang, well, you know, like should I do it? Should I not? Like I will I look like a fan or a weirdo exactly, or whatever. Exactly. What do you think about that? I feel like it's all about how you approach it and what you say. Like, I'm not saying like, I'm not in their DMs like, hey, I love you so much. Can I come take photos at your practice? That's not really how I'm like raising it. Like I would just introduce myself, say, hey, I'm going to be in the area if you're ever interested in photos. Like put the ball in their court. Like I'm not asking like, hey, can you get me into here? Right. But it's like, it's 
I'm indirectly asking that. I'm like, hey, I take photos. Here's some of here's some examples of photos I would take, and I would send maybe three or four photos. If you'd like, I'm I'm already going to be at this event. I noticed that you're going to be there. I can grab some content for you as well because everybody needs content. Everybody wants content. It's just they either don't want to pay for it, already have somebody, or aren't thinking about that right now. They're thinking about what they have to do at the event, not like the aftermath of posting about it. So nine times out of ten, like they want what you're going to be offering anyway. So it's just kind of about how you put yourself out there because they don't want like somebody like they're not going to be like, oh, she's weird. Or like, they're just gonna be like, okay, cool. Yeah, like come. And even if they don't, like I've had a few athletes that have left me on red, but then I end up being at the same event that they're at. And they're, they, they're like recognizing me. So I'll just go up. Hey, I'm said like, I, I sent you a DM earlier. Like, I noticed you didn't respond. No worries, but I am here now. Like, I just want to introduce myself, whether you want to shoot content in the future, or I end up grabbing some content of you now, like I'll make sure to DM it to you. And then they're like, oh, okay, cool. And a lot of times, like once they like, put a face to like the DM or to the name or to whatever, they're more comfortable. So it could be tomorrow, the next day, the next event, two years later, they still remember like, oh, Sid G, like I met her. She she was cool. She wasn't weird. Maybe I need a, a shooter today. I'll call her. Right, right, right. Exactly. I think it's also like a sense of like validation too. Cause like getting a DM is like, this could be a rando, but then it's like, they see right, what- Right, like they're people, weird. <laughs> they see what the event, so it's like, oh, all right. She got, she got a little- Like cool she was for real, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think that, that that goes a long way as well. Um, I want to talk to you about the fact that I think this this whole All Star Weekend story and kind of how you mentioned how you played blew up ten thousand followers after that and things like that. I think it's something to be said about number one, just being at the right place at the right time. But like mm -hmm. being able to take that leap of faith and put yourself in the position to be in the right place at the right time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I just want to ask you, like, what do you think? I guess looking back on that whole All-Star weekend and how everything played out, just the, you know, how everything kind of just went from one thing to another. Um, what do you think is the one thing that you, I guess, take away? One, the one lesson that you will take away from that experience or the one thing that you think somebody else could could learn from, from that whole ordeal? I think that whole thing just has everything to do with putting yourself out there. I think a lot of people are like scared or timid or they think like, well, I need to be better before I do something like that. Or I don't know about this, or I don't really know that person, or I don't want them to think I'm a weirdo. But it's like, at the end of the day, like you have to realize people don't care. <laughs> it's either like they're going to do it or they're not going to do it. They like you, they don't like you, but there's no harm in putting yourself out there. It's yeah. like, it's it's a, a win-win regardless. I, I tried, I, I made some effort towards myself, bettering myself. I'm not so shy anymore. I'm more confident or... I did it and they said yes. Like you're not gonna do it and then it, it bring you down here even worse. Like it's it's only gonna bring you up. So I feel like if you see an opportunity for something, you just need to jump on it. Don't wait. Yeah. And another thing that I think that I noticed just from listening to your story and seeing how everything played out was the work that put in that was put in before All Star Weekend to prepare yourself. You know, you talked about all the late night hours and self-teaching your you know your, your your youtube videos and all that kind of stuff because let's say you do go to all-star weekend right you're in that situation but you haven't done the work beforehand to know how to take good pictures or know how to edit or you didn't have that job where you could kind of get your reps up right you could be in the right place at the right time but because you haven't put the work in on the back end it's not going to be able to reflect people like damn these pictures are fire you know what i mean and i think right no a hundred percent like mm -hmm. imagine i would have done all that and then the photo sucked 
then I would have tarnished my name. Then they would have been like, yeah, don't, don't let her shoot. Like they're not that good. Her photos are blurry. So obviously the work has to back up all the, the other work I'm putting in or how I'm putting myself out there. So that was, that was also really, really, really important. And that just kind of goes to show like, you don't know when your, your big break is going to be. You don't know when these opportunities going to happen. So you shouldn't sit around and like think like, oh, when I do this, I'll I'll be better. Or I'm gonna do this later. I'm gonna do this tomorrow because tomorrow could be the the opportunity where Adidas is like, hey, come shoot this campaign. Oh my God, I should have looked at the video of how to shoot a campaign. I should have done this. Like you don't ever want to feel like you should have done something that you had time for and chose to not do it. Exactly. Because that's when they're just literally those all those opportunities will just go out the window, and you don't know when they're gonna come. So you need to be ready. Right. And it's like, they said it's a basketball time. It's like, yo, you, you might only get one opportunity. You know what I mean? When coach Yeah, especially with fast-paced sports, too. Like, imagine I didn't know how to take a picture and it was blurry. Hey, can you go take the winning shot again? Hey, can you just run it back, like dunk the ball again? No, you, you don't get to do that. Facts. Facts. Um, talk about what life has been like after that whole experience, after All-Star Weekend, and how that kind of has... Um, I guess catapulted you into the space, some of the opportunities that I guess came from that. Like what is what has life been like since then? Okay. Um, it's been great. Honestly, I feel like two things have come from it. And I would say it, within the space, like obviously more opportunities, more shoots, more events have come from that, whether they be NBA games, WNBA games, or just basketball um events like celebrity games stuff like that 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 has happened i've had multiple opportunities to do things like that but also on the side of like just putting yourself out there you don't realize what other opportunities are waiting so by me going to all-star and posting like hey i take photos now i shoot nba players that gave me credibility to shoot other things that i didn't even think i was going to do before so for example there's local gyms or there's coffee shops and I'm like, okay, well, when we're not in basketball season, what am I going to do? So I'm at the time where I'm thinking like, maybe I should try to do other kind of content too. And you would think like, okay, well, all I have is a basketball portfolio, but being able to say like, I went to all-star, I shot this game. I worked for LeBron. I, I did cash Nasty's YouTube video. Like being able to say those things gets you into other doors. Like yeah. I probably had 50 people over the next that next year after all-star asked me like hey have you ever shot a nail salon hey have you ever shot food before i really loved your content of so-and-so from all-star like i want to maybe do something like that for me and it, it's completely unrelated but strictly off of that the merit that i got from shooting these like quote-unquote like celebrities and athletes and stuff got me right into like just slid me right into there i didn't have to work any harder to get that job or get that gig it just kind of fell into my lap right now one last question about all-star weekend before we pivot um talk okay. to me about this the 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 space tournament i think it's the way Wade space tournament i feel like that goes yeah the weekend. um i saw your pictures from there and it seems like it's like a who's who at these events so i want to know number one what, what these events are like and number two are you getting to hop in, into the table and play these games you know what i mean like what, what's the yeah. <laughs> um i'm absolutely not playing no i have no idea how to play spades which is crazy because i watch a lot of games of spades whether they're at his events like that or just like my friends playing but i've never learned how to play myself so i'm not playing and i would say my first time that i went to the spades i didn't know where to look because it was like actors artists 
like like NBA players, it was like, okay, I don't know which way to point my lens because everybody's somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what the heck? And even as like years go by, like I've been to three of the Spades events now, you start to see like familiar faces and the same people. So it's like, okay, then I know who to focus on to where then those people are like, oh, hey girl, are you going to be, are you going to be here? Or we even have people like, like Dwayne Wade, like, hey Sid, do you want to come shoot my event? Because he's seen me there so many years. It's just cool. It's like, it's a really, really, really cool experience. And I feel like it's a good uh, space for the athletes and celebrities to like be themselves. Like it's an event, obviously still like it's put on, there's workers, photographers, celebrities, like there's everybody there, but nobody's worried about like paparazzi kind of photos or like people messing up or people be- being too drunk or it's just like good vibes all around like they're playing games there's snacks there's food everybody's conversing like I could probably I could sit there and have a conversation with any number of these celebrities and it's just like a normal day to them like it's very cool like they're not really having that kind of like guard up as they would have for like normal events you know so that's why that was really fun so what would you say has been the most memorable moment? First thing that comes to mind from watching these phase games, any, anybody getting heated at the table, any stories you might, oh, that, like that was particularly um, cool or memorable that you can share? I feel like every single one of the games are so heated, but I do remember one time there was two games going on on both sides of me. So on this side, we had DK Metcalf and Grant Williams. And then on this side, we had Dwayne and Gabby, and this is, like, crunch time. I don't know how the games go, but it's, like, everybody else is, like, standing up around them. They're all crowded. It's, like, the last opportunity to, I don't know, win whatever. And simultaneously at the exact same time, I literally, like, out of the corner of my eye right here, I see DK right here, and then I see Gabby right here, and they throw the cards in the air, and they both, like, run off. I'm, like, oh, my God, like, what just happened? Like, did they lose? Did they win? It was so cool. I, I didn't get a photo of that because I'm like over here like cross-eyed trying to like look at both things. But I was like, wow, like this is fun. Like it's just cool. Like you, yeah. it's nice to see everybody having a good time being themselves. And that's ultimately what it all is about, you know, just having fun with it. For sure. So thinking about the girl that started taking, you know, for t- taking photos just kind of because your mom was like, hey, let's capture these family moments, set up the tripod to now where you have Dwayne Wade asking you to come shoot his events, right? Like, how do you reflect on how far you've come? Um, and this is, like you said it a couple, a little while ago, like you didn't even want to take pictures, right? So right. take a, a look back at what your career has become, what you're doing now, you know, how do you reflect on how much things have changed and how much you've been able to accomplish in a space that you didn't even initially intend to be in? Right. Um that's kind of a tough question because I feel like I'm not really at a place where I even like ever like reflect like sometimes I'm like dang like this is kind of weird like to think back like I'm like I don't ever remember a time where I wasn't taking pictures I would like I I obviously can think like okay this has only gone on for seven years this is what I was doing before but everything before photography like didn't feel comfortable and I didn't know that I didn't feel like that but since I've come into this space it just feels exactly like where I'm supposed to be if that makes sense. So it's like, I can't really like see a time or imagine where I wouldn't be doing this or where I wasn't doing it. It's kind of like all like meshed together. If you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, well, number one, that's what these, you know, podcast platforms, like what's in your bag is for, because I think mm-hmm. we want you to be able to reflect and, and give yourself a pat on the back and 
smell the flowers while you while you can. You know what I mean? Because I think, right. number one, it's it's not often that you see people who look like you and me in these spaces and mm-hmm. accomplish the things that you've been able to accomplish and be in the rooms that you've been able to to be in, you know. And um I think that, that that deserves, you know, recognition, that deserves flowers, that deserves a round of applause. You know what I mean? So I definitely want to let you know that as well, that you're doing amazing things. And I hope that Thank you, you to reflect on that as well. But um I want to talk about there are, like I mentioned, there's probably a, a young black girl out there today, you know, who is looking at Sid G and like, dang, you know, she she's pretty cool. You know, I, I would love to do what she does one day, you know, and mm-hmm. I ask you, what what piece of advice would you give that 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 little black girl um, that's looking to try to just get into the space, achieve her dreams and kind of um, just climb that ladder? Because I know it's not easy. You know what I mean? It's not easy to kind of get in, into the the industry, get into the space and at the end of the day, there's still a lot less of us, you know, that are that are sitting in these seats, you know. So, um, what what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to, I guess, follow in in your footsteps? I would say, don't take time for granted. If you have time, use it to your benefit. Study, 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 and don't let anybody discourage you, especially when you're told no, because it's never going to stop and you can't let it stop you because if I had a dollar for every time someone was like, no, you can't have access. No, you can't do this. No, we don't want to hire you. And I'm for no, no rhyme or reason. It could be because I'm a woman. It could be because they don't like my photos. It could be because I'm black. I don't know, but that's not on me to like sit here and dwell about it because that's doing nothing for me. So you shouldn't let any downfalls discourage you. You just need to take them gracefully, push them to the side and keep going And don't ever feel like the work stops because even like now sitting here today, like tomorrow could be something different. I could lose access to certain things. I could not have these retainer clients. I could not have this. Like you have to always be working to get better at your craft, but also working to continuously network and meet new people because it doesn't get any easier. It seems like it does, but it doesn't. And that shouldn't discourage you either. Like you just need to keep going and push through because it'll all work out. Right, right. I think being able to deal with no is something that is definitely a lot easier said than done. You know what I mean? Because hundred percent. getting told no to being able to shoot an event or having an athlete say, like, nah, like I'm, I'm good, actually. I think I'm going to go a different direction or right. case may be. Sometimes that can hurt your ego. Sometimes it can hurt your confidence, right? Like, so- how have you been able to kind of deal with those no's? Because at the end of the day, it's like we all, no matter what space you're in, whether you're in podcasting and reaching out to guests or photography or whatever, you're always going to get more no's than you do yeses. And sometimes yeah, the no's will be louder than the yeses. And I'm like, damn, I can't believe this person said no. Or this person, you know what I mean? So how do you mm-hmm. allow those no's to overshadow the yeses? Or how do you deal with no's to kind of continue to push forward? I mean, really, it's just all about like taking the emotion out of it. Because I used to be the kind of person where I'm like trying to dissect it. Like, well, why? Like, why not me? Like, why are you saying no? Like, I'm looking like, okay, I saw you worked with so-and-so before. And then I'm sitting there and I'm comparing my work to their work. Or I'm like, okay, maybe I pulled them like too high of a quote. Maybe they don't like me because I'm a girl. Like, I maybe they're married and they don't want to make it like inappropriate or weird or something. But it's like, at the end of the day, like those things don't matter. And it's like if I take my emotions out of it and I stop trying to worry about why they said no and I just take it for a, hey, nope, it's nothing personal. It's just no. Yeah. I can move on to the next one because it's like 
it doesn't really matter. Like you think it matters so, so, so much. Like I remember there's times where I've had like really big athletes sit here and tell me like, no, like, I don't like your photos. Like, I don't want to work with you. I would be crying. I would be like sick. Like, I'm like, oh my God, like my whole life is over. Like every single achievement that I've had doesn't matter. Doesn't mean shit. Like it's done. We're starting at square one again, but that's not what it means. Like, it's fine. It's okay. Like life goes on. And I just have to literally just remove how I feel about it and just, okay, great. Next. It's yeah. another checklist. Okay. He said, no, cool. Next. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. You touched on something that I think is, I mean, un unfairly, I think it's a problem for obviously more women than it is men, but like being a female in this space and working in an industry like the NBA and the NFL, obviously a, a predominantly male space is like, especially as a freelancer, um, mm -hmm. I think that it's, it's tough sometimes with guys who are trying to blur the lines or people making comments or making assumptions because you're with somebody or working with a certain athlete, oh, she must be dating that person. Or I wonder, you know what I mean? Like, what right. has that experience been like for you? Um, and I guess dealing with the, I guess the the things that people may think or say, I listened to Taylor Rooks uh, talk about this. She did a, um, a podcast with The Pivot. And she mm -hmm. mentioned how it's funny how she does all these interviews, with, whether it's John Morant or whatever case may be, people always think that she's dating these men, but that she's photographed with at events or parties. And like, um, she talked about how like, yo, I mean, I can't help how I look. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a black woman. Right. I'm attractive. I have a nice body. But just like, like just because I'm wearing this outfit or I'm at this event and I'm photographed with this guy, it doesn't mean I'm dating them. You know what I mean? I have a whole man. Right. Or it doesn't so, take away from her expertise or her work or anything else that she puts out there. Right. So I kind of wanted to give you an opportunity to to talk about that because, um, like I said, I feel like I, I empathize with women about that, but that's not something that I can ever, you know, relate to. You know what I mean? So I wanted to right. kind of you know that 100% and I mean I don't I don't ever really like blame people for like assuming things because it's like they have no idea like they're just seeing a picture or they're just seeing what somebody else says and that just kind of goes with everything whether you're in this space or in another space so that stuff hasn't really ever bothered me but I realized a lot like a lot of it is about how you carry yourself and how you respect yourself so when I first started if I'm over here going to shoots like and I'm choosing to dress a certain way like okay well then I'm choosing to accept people are gonna think certain things of me and that's just kind of it is what it is so it's like there are things that I specifically do to make sure that I don't ever be put in a situation where somebody's gonna say oh she's trying to get chose or she's dating so-and-so or oh she only got that job because she looks like that yeah. that's what's kind of been like a big thing for me so it's like okay I'm gonna put myself out there on a professional level I choose to not uh put myself on like one-on-one -on -one situations or like any just anywhere that could like look weird or look funny because that's not what I want to be known for I really want people to just know me for me and my work speak for itself and I don't ever want to be known for like oh she got that job because she's friends with so-and-so because she's dating this person that would be awful and with that that probably that has I'm sure people have said that about me I'm sure they have. People have asked me. There's even been people on the other end where they've only wanted to hire me because it's I'm cute. But then there's also been times where it's beneficial, where it's like, hey, uh, my wife wants to hire you because she's comfortable with a female being around me because she's going to be there. And it's like not a weird guy. You're cool. You're hip. You're young. Like it works my benefit. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss. It's kind of rocky. You just have to be confident and 
not put yourself in that position because obviously people are already saying these negative things. So if you were to ever indulge in something like that or push the line, it's over with. Like your career's done. It's that's is it is what it is. Like that's all that it's gonna be. But at the end of the day, people need to realize that no matter what area or avenue that you're in, like we spend all day long, like with these people they're going to become our friends like we're gonna meet girls guys friends build all these other relationships and there's nothing wrong with that so something that I like always like I used to be like I'm not gonna be friends with anybody I'm not gonna post pictures of them because I don't want anybody to say something weird about me but it's like this is a community that people need to respect and just because I'm a guy or just because I'm a girl and your guy doesn't mean we're dating like we could be friends we built a friendship maybe they have interest in photography too. And we do stuff like that together. Like it, it's just completely different. And I feel like people don't really respect women in sports as much as they should. They're definitely getting better. Um, but I feel like it's just on us women to put ourselves out there appropriately for them to continue doing that. Now, I want to ask on the flip side though, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we are human. And people always say like, you know how I many people, like I'll be, you'll be talking to your auntie or you'll be at the family reunion and you'll be like, yo, your auntie, how how you meet how you meet my uncle, and they were right. like, we met at work or this and that. So I do think that like at the end of the day, we're all human, and there's something to be said about proximity. You know what I mean? And if you're attracted to somebody, and you do want to pursue a relationship with somebody, it shouldn't be oh well, you can't do that because you know we work together or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. That's like. How do you navigate those situations? Because I, I, we had a um, another photo photographer on here. She was like, "Well, look, look, it's either one, two things. If I'm gonna be from a photographer, right, and I want to work with you, either you're gonna be my client, or if you wanna if you wanna shoot your shot, then you're not gonna be my client. You know what I mean? It can't be right. Yeah. And you try to shoot your yeah, shot. Yeah, you can't be both. So, but I think at the end of the day, we are human. So there are gonna be cases where if you're single and you're attracted to somebody and they shoot their shot, you might entertain it. You know what I mean? So how do you, I guess, and you don't gotta get into the next like your personal specifics, but just in general, I mean, I don't think that there is, I don't think that there should be a situation where it's like, oh, well, you can't date these person, these people that you're around. Cause at the end of the day, if you go to an event and you meet somebody, y'all kick it up, y'all have a conversation and y'all, mm -hmm. it's like, damn, well, I can't date you because I'm in the industry and you're in the industry. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Right, 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 right. Um, me personally, I choose to keep it like that. I don't really ever want to date somebody in the same industry that I'm in just for personal reasons. I feel like it would be like, what if it went bad? What if it went good? What if like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't want anything to be messy or skewed. And my work is like my piece. So for me to put a relationship in something like that would just be too much for me. But I, I feel for the people who choose to do that because there's nothing wrong with it yeah. at all. Like they should be able to do whatever they want to do. And it's really shitty that they could date one or two people. And then it's like, hey, that girl acts like this, or she's only working because so-and-so got her the job because she's dating this person. And that's really, really, really unfortunate. I hope people don't think like that anymore. Yeah. So I want to ask you, right? You've obviously been around a bunch of athletes, a bunch of celebrities. What would you say is your favorite moment that you can um, that you can share with us? Whether it's like an out of body experience, like with the camera we're down and you're hanging out with somebody, or um, I feel like these are kind of 
one of my favorite parts about the podcast because I was I remember I'll never forget we had this uh one vlogger his name was Trey Trey Mena he used to work for the Miami Heat and I yeah yeah I'm familiar yeah he's super cool and uh he was telling me how you know he told a story on the podcast about you know he was working with Carmelo Anthony and Melo mm -hmm. shot him an impromptu text about yo you like you want to come shoot this vacation with me like and he's like yo you like you want to go to Cabo tomorrow he's like yeah and he's talking about how <laughs> Riding jet skis with Melo, I like, look to the side like, yo, what is my life? <laughs> like, this is like, no way, yeah. Not real, you know what I mean? And I always love hearing those stories because it's like, yo, like, that's what this is about, you know what I mean? So I'm curious, yeah. if, um, based on your experience, like, what, do you, what would you say is your favorite memory or, um, I guess, experience that you've had on, on the job so far while, while being in this space? Oh, my God, I feel like that's such a tough question because, like, instantly that made me think of, like, trips that I've been on like I remember times where I've had clients be like hey like let's go to Turks I'm like what the heck so like and I have a few clients who are like dual purpose athletes so like take like Marvin Bagley for example like he's a great basketball player but he also is a rapper mm -hmm. so there was one time where we literally went Turks and Caicos he's shooting hoops one day and the next day he's like hey let's shoot this music video we mm -hmm. shot an entire music video like on the island that was really dope but I feel like for me like it's like the little moments so like little things where it's like I could be on the sidelines in Detroit shooting a game and I'm behind the camera and then another athlete or another artist recognizes me and like underneath the camera. I'm like, oh, like, hey, and then they run up and I'm like still taking pictures. So I have like the weird like grabbing the photos or like hugging me kind of photo. Like those are the moments that I feel like are more special to me because like it feels good that they're like happy. Like, oh, I'm going to get a sit photo today. Like sits here. Like it's it's cool. It's pretty dope. That's tough. Now, did I catch you? I feel like you said this earlier. I don't know if I heard it correctly. Did you say you, you worked with LeBron in the past? I have shot for him. I haven't worked with him as far as like having him on like retainer, like consistently. But he came here a lot of times uh, with his son mm. to do a lot of um, the AAU tournaments. So I got to see him a few times with that. That's tough. What was that experience like? Did you get to meet him and chop it up with him at all? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, to be honest, like this sounds so crazy, but like, He's way more normal than I thought he would be. <laughs> I thought, I don't know if I, I don't know what idea in my head I had of him, but I was like, to be such a legend, like you can't be this like chill and this cool, but that's exactly how he is. Like, he's one of the most down to earth people that I've ever, like, I feel like I could have asked him like 30 million questions. He would have answered them all. Yeah. Like just so cool. So down to earth, so willing to like talk and help people, teach people. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. That's fire. So last question I, I have for you before we have a little bit of fun on the way out um, is, okay. I know you were talking about how, you know, you kind of transitioned in this photography space, right? And the journey, we we, we, we recapped it kind of from the beginning to kind of present day. Um, mm -hmm. You like, what is your long-term goal, right? Like if you could say, Sid, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, right? What do you want your career to look like? What do you want your legacy to be in this space? Long term, long term, long term. Um, ultimately, I feel like I would really, really, really love to be able to educate and help other people, whether they're content creators, athletes, whoever, whenever they have a vision, I want to be able to help them complete that. So that could be through me creating a studio, a creative agency, all of the above, whatever. But I just feel like I want to be able to help people get from point A to point B. So I don't maybe in the next five years I could see myself opening up a creative agency that has 
studios, teachers, lessons, something like that cool in there, maybe? Okay. Love that. I love that. Well, we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing how that turns out in the next five to 10 years for sure, man. We can get you back on the podcast and talk about the next five years. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be super dope. All right, cool. So before we get you out of here, we're going to have a little bit of fun. i got a couple uh, quick hitters, and then we're going to have a draft, a draft to <laughs> podcast. All right, so with these quick hitters, just say the first thing that comes to your mind, all right, when we had these Oh, questions. my God. So Okay. <laughs> don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm very nervous. <laughs> so the first one is, favorite photo you've ever taken? Favorite photo I've ever taken? Probably an all-star weekend, the photo of J. Cole. Oh, yeah. I, I saw you talking about that on your, on your IG. Like, I'm never going to stop posting this photo. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> it's never going to get old. Okay, okay. Um, Favorite relationship that has come on a whim or maybe like a connection that you've made that wasn't planned? In the photography space? Yes. Um, honestly, I would probably say one of my long-term clients, Dalen Terry, he plays the Bulls right now. That probably be my favorite relationship because he's easy to shoot, fun to shoot, helps connect me with other people, but also like helps motivate me. Like he'll give me advice. Like this photo may may not be it. Like this edit has to get a little bit better. So I'm I'm super thankful to have him as a client and a friend. How that wish? How that? How'd you guys connect? How'd you get meeting with meeting him? I want to say randomly at a gym. Like I used to go just during the summer and just shoot like random workouts and stuff. And I think I was shooting one of his friends, Marcus Bagley. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Cause I've been shooting with Marv, his older brother. So they had like an open run or something. And Dalen was just there. And I was like, I'm just gonna take some pictures of him, whatever. And he like ran over and was like, let me see that. Let me see that. Like, I'm like, okay, like here, here's the photo. <laughs> and yeah. since then, like we've we just been locked in. That's dope. All right, favorite event you've got to work? Favorite event I've got to work? The Spades Tournament. <laughs> hey, you must give us another one. Give us another one. <laughs> uh, not that one. That can't be my favorite one. Of course it can. No, no, no. Of course it can. But we already spoke about that one. So I want to. I want to. Um, there's so many. My favorite. Okay, you know what? Probably WNBA All Star. Because that one caught me off guard. I didn't realize it was going to be as lit as it was. I didn't think I was going to have as much fun as I did. But it might have been better than regular All-Star. Won this past year in Vegas? Mm-hmm. Yep, in Vegas. Let's talk about it. That one was super lit. It was just people don't have a real big respect for WNBA players. And not only do they not have that, but they don't really, like, talk it up or give it a lot of love like as far as like events go like I didn't even know they had an all-star before I went to that one like I didn't know that this is something that regularly happens but they they were lit like they had Kalani there they had games they had everybody dancing like it was really cool it was a really really cool event they had women's events they had networking events like it was probably one of the best put together all-stars that I've ever been to and I think it worked that they did it along the summer league timeline too. So everybody was already definitely because in- we just hopped from yep from one weekend to another, and everybody trickled in wanting to go. It it was very strategic on their part. That's dope. Uh, so last thing we're gonna have a draft. We're gonna have a draft. So as it is December, okay, it's Christmas. All right, we're gonna draft our top five favorite Christmas movies ever. All right, favorite Christmas movies. Okay. Ever five so since you are the guest you get to go first all right so give us your number one pick favorite christmas movie ever 
number one favorite Christmas movie ever is gonna be The Grinch. Mm, okay, okay, I respect it. I respect yeah. it. My number one pick, favorite Christmas movie ever, is This Christmas. Oh my God, that was the next movie I was thinking of. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, I only get to choose five. Only five. Only five. I'm trying to think of ones that you won't choose. Okay, what about I'm gonna go Candyland for number two. He's a candy man or candy land? Land. Candy land. Have you seen, seen it? That. I've never seen that one. Okay. One to look up. Okay, say no more. Say no more. All right. My number two pick is a Christmas classic. I'm going with the Polar Express. Okay, okay, that was a good one. But my next one is a little bit better. I'm gonna go with Elf. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, my number three. I'm gonna go with Best Man Holiday. Okay, okay, that's a good one. Um, Very elite. Let's see. Oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, me too. I forgot to say Home Alone. Oh, dude. I was about to say that. That one. <laughs> that that needs to be at number one. Go back. Ooh. What the heck? Wow. That's definitely number one. I'm Absolutely. Sick. I'm sick. All right. I think that was your fourth. Right? <laughs> that was four for you, right? Yeah, I only have one more. Um, right. uh, I'm sick about that. Dang. All right. My fourth one is gonna be the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Aren't there like a few of those? There is. There's three of them. So I was gonna be like, I was gonna put the trilogy in there, you know what I mean? The Santa Claus trilogy, you know, but if I had to pick one, then I'll go with the first one. I'll go with the first one. Okay, okay. So for my last pick, I don't know if this counts technically as a Christmas movie, but it's giving winter. We watched it in December, so I'm gonna go with Narnia. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Okay. I definitely wanted to say no. You can pick your last one, so like mine, kill yours. I don't agree with that. I think I think, okay. my, I think my list carries. Um, well, you have one more. No, I gotta come with a banger with this one. Christmas movies number five. Okay, we already got the Grinch. Already got the Santa Claus. Already got Polar Express. I, I'm, I'm mad you took Home Alone from me. That's a deep cut. That not, one. That's... Could have held on its own. <laughs> All right. Well, since you went off pitch a little bit, this might be debatable, but I'm I'm claiming. But it has to still be like related. Like mine has snow in it and stuff. Oh, I know. All right. Now I'm not gonna say that. One. I'm not gonna say that one. My number five Christmas movie is going to dang. All right. I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. I had to come. You feel like like old school, like nighttime before Christmas. I'm gonna go with. I'm blanking, so I'm gonna go with the one I was gonna say originally. Um, and I watched it during Christmas, so I'm claiming it, and that's Harry Potter, because that that does not count. It doesn't count. How does that not count? People ask no. It doesn't have anything Christmas in it at all. Does it have snow? It has the it has the um it doesn't give you a winter vibe. I don't know. Maybe it's just no. All right. Literally no. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. Not even close. 
What is my Disney movies? What's that Christmas movie with Chris Brown in it? This Christmas. Is that one? That's the one you chose? Yeah, I chose that one already. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know what? You could do Harry Potter. You could do Harry Potter. It depends on which one. Because there's one that has Christmas in it. There is. Um, I think it's like, it's the it's Philosopher's Stone. That one has Christmas. Philosopher's Stone. I'm going with that one. You know what I mean? Okay. That but counts. You, you, you had a good list. So I guess I'll give you the dub. I had the best list. I'm giving you the dub off of Home Alone. That that carried. I should have said that first. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> the Grinch carries too, though. Don't get it confused. It does. It does. It does. My list was stacked. <laughs> you know what? You know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll give you a dub. I, I I'll accept defeat. I'll accept defeat. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> um. Uh, so last question we always ask our guests is, who should we have next on the What's in Your Bag podcast? But. Whatever you say, you got to get in your point guard bag, your point guard Sid bag, and give us the assist and help us get them on. Okay, what's the criteria? So, like, does it have to be a, a like a creative, somebody in this space? Like, it could be, it could be an athlete, it could be a creator. Uh, we've had stylists on here, we've had designers, we've had like managers, um, people who are like. I a, think a stylist, a stylist would be dope. I know a dope stylist. Her name's JoJo. She's out in New York. With the Fetterman, we had her. We had her on. She's on already? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's do... What's in your back family is very vast. You know what I mean? Very vast. Yeah, what the heck? Let's go infamous Casey. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Basketball influencer? Okay. That would be dope. Okay. I could dig I it. I think she, she would be fire. And if not her, because she looked and busy, we could go KJ. She's the Grizzlies and arena host. She's really dope. She she conducted a lot of great interviews, so I think it'd be cool just for somebody to like interview her. Thanks, thanks. All right, yeah, no, I I I see her on IG all the time, so I'd love to have her. On. Either, yeah. either of them will be dope, or both. You know, yeah. what I mean? or both. Fun. Yeah, they both they both bring different things to the table, so that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, again, I just want to say thank you for your time. Um, thank you for coming on and chopping us up with us today. Um, obviously, like I said, I think it's super cool to be able to see another person that looks like me and you in this space killing it uh, doing their thing and I've been an admirer of your work for a while I love the pictures that you take um and I think you know I can't wait to see where your career goes from here and uh hopefully I can go to Phoenix one of these days and you can give me a yeah little- absolutely you know what I mean yeah we'll have to catch a Suns game for sure for sure for sure well um again thank you for your time um I hope the viewers have enjoyed as well. Make sure you guys give us a thumbs up. If you are still watching, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You know what I mean? It goes a long way. This has been another episode of the What's In Your Bag podcast. Until next time, folks. Peace. So, bye. Suave. Suave. I've been in my bag for a while, I'm invincible Story of a young boss, grinding shit critical Calling on my bros one time, cause you special I had some hood dreams of right rounds for my mentor Every target that I shoot is on point like a pencil Different routes change relationships, I'm so sorry Came up from the trenches and I made it, I say hardly now- Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show And giving us a 5 star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.